are live. JW Megalife Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you are in for something very special. We got a Bay Area ballerina and real estate on the show. Just got your their nails done in the uh, the station. It's really fun by the nail executive. Yeah, the virtual audience is going crazy right now. Um, we got a lot of exciting things. We're going to be um, taking calls at uh, 4:20 for a giving away some free candies, box of candies. Um, we're going to be having uh, some outdoor comedy tonight at 6 o'clock after the show. And uh, yeah, Loris too. That's going to be going down on Thursday nights. I'm really excited about that. And so, wow, this is it. We're looking at it right now. <laughs> This is life. Pretty sweet. So, um, yeah, I, uh, so lightning, that is my Candyman theme. And we are in the box here at Muni Radio with uh, Luann here <laughs> with Hi. some fresh nails. How was it? It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's awesome. She is. The nail executive. I'm looking at her right now. I'm still in the studio. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for um, coming out. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, we're from the East Bay. So I know you got into uh, uh, dancing at a young age, huh? Yes, um, I started around like six or seven. Wow. That's like, that's around the same time I started playing guitar. I feel like I could relate to that. That's just like right there you know it's like to the core yeah yeah so how did you um how did you get into it so when i was um either six or seven my mom put me into like a ymca dance class but it actually wasn't just ballet it was like a mix of like tap and ballet and she just kind of wanted me to like find a hobby and um prior to that i was actually doing swimming for a long time um and so after the YMCA class, my mom was like, well, why don't we try and get you into like an actual ballet school and like focus on ballet a little bit more? Um, Cause like the YMCA class, it was like, you know, having fun mostly. It wasn't like very technical or anything. Um, so then she enrolled me into a summer program at Berkeley Ballet Theater after that. And um, actually, I remember like after my first class, I was like, this is so hard. I don't <laughs> want to do it anymore. I think I'm good. And my mom was like, well, maybe you should just like try it out for a little bit longer and see if you like it. And I just ended up falling in love with it after that. And I did it for the next like 14, 15 years. Dancing. I like to dance. I, I think there's a lot of dancers out there. I think that's with this whole pandemic. It's like, gosh, I just want to be in a nightclub somewhere. One of these comedians came through. It's just like, I just want to be in a nightclub or dancing around. Um, and so with with ballet, I just, um, I don't know. I just, it's such a um, sophisticated, there's a lot of sophistication to it, you know. And um, yeah. And you said that you're you're from the Bay Area too, huh? I am. I am Berkeley born and raised. <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah, it's hip town. Yeah, I um, I'm from the East Bay too. I'm from Castro Valley. Okay. Kind of moved around <laughs> a little bit, but that's like the main 
place. So Berkeley was the place, you know, obviously to go like all the hippie, hippie thing going on. I felt like that the whole psychedelic thing and, um, so much going on there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't really, you know, get to see a lot of that hippie stuff growing up because I guess I was a little bit like too young for that, but, um, definitely like back in my parents' generation, that was something that they got to experience when they first came to Berkeley. Yeah. There's something that's magical about Berkeley. And I just, uh, imagining like being a young kid and, you know, growing up in Berkeley and being a dancer, it's just like, wow, it's just, it sounds, it's like a movie. (laughs) It's like a, you know, what it was like, uh, what is that movie? Yeah. It's like this dancing. Like, I feel like your life sounds like a, like a movie. Yeah, I definitely, um, I'm really glad I was born in Berkeley. Like, I don't think I would have chosen another place. I was, uh, I was born in Walnut Creek. I feel like, (laughs) I don't know, Berkeley's, there's something that's a little more, you know, edgy about being born in Berkeley, I think. Yeah, there's always like something going around, you know, or going on around town. I feel like, um, just, it's not a place that you can be bored or anything. There's like lots of, um events and just like different people that you meet too like a lot of diversity yeah i uh, walking around in the the uc berkeley campus and uh it's there's just all this history behind it and so with uh so back in supposedly like in the 1940s um uc berkeley was a dry campus and you had to go two miles outside of the campus to um, to drink and so they had the graduate and then they had kingfish kingfish pub i don't know if you've been to there no ever. i haven't it's close yeah and so uh yeah there was this guy he was like like he was an attorney <laughs> he went to like law school um at uc berkeley and he was telling me the story i was like gosh that's so cool so much history yeah for sure um i actually haven't explored the berkeley nightlife too much even though i grew up there but i was so busy with ballet and everything like I was doing that like over 20 hours a week so I honestly didn't really have time to you know like live the normal teenager life um we kind of joked that like we lived at the ballet school that's really neat I mean I mean I know I mean you think about all these because it's a lot of dedication you think about all these you know simply with professional athletes and you know, it's like you, it's like your life. It's kind of like what you do. It's almost like a boot camp or something, you know, yeah, all the time. Definitely. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, we, so we would always like have to bring our meals. Sometimes we'd be there for like the entire day on weekends if we were um, training or like rehearsing for performances. So we'd have to like pack our meals and like, you know, do all our homework there and try and like get a nap in during a break or something. So yeah, we pretty much kind of like lived at the ballet studio. That is, uh, that's so cool. That's like like the most badass thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. So now that everyone, we got everyone out there listening in and we got everyone dancing and thinking about dancing. And, um, I wanted to play this song that I I heard actually played for the first time right before the pandemic hit. And so I was at an open mic and so it was this band um, called Sunk, and they got this um, this song called Trapezoid. And I was just like, I saw somebody up on stage dancing to this, and I was just like, gosh, it feels like the song. This feels like the dancing song. So this is um, a song um, 
off of the uh, a sunk record um, called uh, Strip, and the uh, the song is called Trapezoid. Uh, we're going to be taking calls here at 420. We're going to be giving away some comedy uh, tickets to a comedy show and giving away some uh, C's candies. And uh, this is Sunk here, Trapezoid, live, mutinyradio.fm. FM. I am sitting back here in the box with uh, Luann here. 
Bay Area native uh, ballerina dancer. Aside from that, I mean, I mean, so many things. I mean, you're multi-talented. <laughs> so, um, you know, when you would, uh, you know, growing up in Berkeley, it just seems so colorful. You know, I uh, even though I, I mean, I'm definitely a lot um, younger than you know the '60s and '70s. I remember seeing this uh, this video of uh, Jimi Hendrix uh, playing live at Berkeley. And it was super inspirational to me. That's <laughs> like, awesome. Yeah. I mean, like art, I mean, I'm like with Berkeley, I just, I think art, I think um, Pete's Coffee was founded there in mm-hmm. 1966. And so that was, uh, <laughs> that's a pretty big deal, I guess, you know, because Starbucks came from that, but. Right. And yeah, I think like there's so much art in Berkeley, like there's the um, crafts fair every year you know and there's like always an opportunity to like see what local artists are doing and stuff which is really nice yeah yeah so i know that you know i same thing for me too and i feel like a lot of people out there can relate you know being an artist or being a dancer which i feel like is art (laughs) and then going away to college and then you know just trying to figure out a career (laughs) you know like (laughs) I mean, being a, you know, a rock star or whatever, like the pipe dream or being a ballerina dancer, like, you know, that's, that's a, it's a dream. I didn't go away to college. And so you, you went away to school and then, um, you got, yeah. And now you're in a, a professional as well. Yeah. So that was actually, um, it was something that was hard to navigate because I had been doing ballet for so long and I was training at a very intense level at my ballet school So to go from that to college, because, you know, it was either I could pursue ballet professionally or I could like go down a different career path. And for me, I didn't really consider doing ballet professionally just because I knew it would be really competitive. And um, you do kind of have like a shorter shelf life for it. So dancers tend to retire early and I just... um, didn't really see myself doing that at the time. Actually, when I graduated high school, I uh, kind of wanted to run a, run as far away from ballet as I could, in a way, um, just because of like all the competitiveness and some of the things that I was going through while doing ballet. Um, but then I did come back to it a little bit later on, and in college I joined a ballet club. So it took some time getting used to at first because we weren't dancing at such an intense level as I was before. And, um, but you know, I, I came to realize like with the short break that I had in ballet, that it was truly my passion. Um, and it was really a big part of my identity. Yeah, I could see that. I, um, I feel like, um, a lot out there, a lot of people out there could relate to that. And, um, you know, when it's, when you're doing, you, it's something that you, you know, are passionate about that, you know, I, I went to school for, for music as well. <laughs> and there's something about when you do something that you love and you do it, make money, there was something kind of off about that. You know, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know, I would do this for free, but you know. Yeah. Well, um, I guess like my, the thing that I love the most and that I miss the most from doing ballet was performing because, 
it's like you spend so much time practicing and rehearsing and like working so hard to get up to this point and then you get to like showcase it to an audience and that was just really rewarding and um, I just really enjoyed that regardless of whether or not I was getting paid for it so yeah that's what I missed the most and then when I joined the ballet club in college um, we have like you know nice theater and everything at my school but for some reason the students or at least our club couldn't really use it so we would just perform at like the senior center but we were dancing on carpet in like an open atrium so it wasn't quite the same (laughs) like you can't really do ballet on carpet so what is the typically like what you would do or where you would dance like on a stage somewhere? Yeah, so my ballet school has their own theater. Um, it was the Julia Morgan Center and Theater, which is like a historical building in Berkeley. Um, so we would dance on that stage, and that's where we would have all of our like our uh, Nutcracker performances every winter, and then in the spring, we'd always have a different spring show. That is fun. <laughs> Makes me wish that, I, you know... Um, I wish I would have gotten into dancing a little bit when I was younger. I mean, I could dance. I like to think I could dance, you know, but not like that, <laughs> um, basically. Um, so we are opening up the lines here in a couple minutes here at uh, 420. Um, we're going to be uh, giving away some uh, tickets to uh, Alameda Comedy Club. We got our very truly, um, yours truly, Pam Benjamin, that's going to be opening up on the, the 27th. And um, we got some springtime truffles. And I could, I know that nobody, nobody's able to see this, but I'm looking at this box right here. This looks pretty refreshing. You got uh, three white chocolate lemon and two dark chocolate raspberry centers covered in white chocolate. And so um, I was going to play some cool jazz. And then uh, we we're going to open up the line. Uh, call in as at 415-550-0511. It was 415 415- Five five zero zero five one one. Want to believe it? Yeah. Some Bay Area cool jazz. of candies how do you feel that is very exciting okay we got a whoa it's a little bit sensitive here I feel like I uh, I don't want to turn you up too much because it's gonna squeal yeah I'll make sure I'll reserve these uh, candies for you here oh, wait a minute wait a second we're actually giving away the comedy tickets first I forgot yeah yeah who is this let me make sure I write this down Cindy. Oh my gosh, Cindy. Is this the Cindy that I know? Cindy Sparks? Yeah. 
We got another dance. We got a dancer in the studio right now. Got a ballerina dancer in the studio, Luann, here. Hey. Yeah. Well, you know, this show is on the 27th, so I'll make sure to expedite that to you guys. Um, two tickets to uh, the Alameda Comedy Club on the 27th. They have a. Uh, oh, gosh. So it's. It's. Tel, was it Tal Sparks? Pal Sparks? Hal Sparks. He did Talk Soup. Yeah, this is going to be a really fun show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for calling in, and I'll, I'll see you guys soon. I made a note. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. All right. Have a good weekend. You too. All right. All right. Thanks. Yikes. Wow. So that cool jazz. <laughs> the cool jazz. Um, There it is. Let's go back to the cool jazz here. So we get just gave away a... Um, Two tickets to this comedy uh, show here at um, the Alameda Comedy. Um, and we are still open the lines for a box of candies. And, um, yeah. So, <laughs> you're just sitting back here in the box here. I got some scotch mallows. I got some, uh, I have some, uh, one of these um, Irish potatoes. I don't know if you've, have you ever had one of these? No, I haven't. Yeah, these are really good. Um yeah, so I know um, you know, with a commercial real estate, I know you, you went down that direction. I think it was like, it's really interesting to see like the um, the history of the commercial real estate in San Francisco. And there's one recently, there's a, um, a property management company developer called Emerald Fund. I don't know if you ever heard of them. No, I haven't. Yeah, so it was originally, so the AAA headquarters it was at a hundred Van S, and so it was this big commercial building. Um, I know I'm talking with my hands. <laughs> um, that they converted back in 2013 to these apartments, and so it's it's just really interesting to see kind of like this commercial space and you know the Salesforce Tower obviously, and then um, the Millennium Tower across the street, which uh, I don't know how much you've heard about the Millennium Tower. Not too much, actually. I'm not as familiar with the commercial real estate in San Francisco, um, more so in the East Bay. Nice. Playing skip across the, the bay. I love that. I don't know. <laughs> I love the East Bay. To the East Bay, go back to the East Bay means settling down for me. That's what it means. <laughs> I uh, So with uh, the Millennium Tower, funny enough, I don't know if you got much into sports. You might have been so busy with ballet that that might have been your only thing did you ever go to a like Giants or A's game or yeah I went to an A's game as a kid um I don't think I've ever been to a Giants game but I've definitely watched on TV nice yeah so with um the 49ers so with Joe Montana which is still a little bit before my time but enough to like you know know that this guy's a big time rock star quarterback <laughs> So I was, um, I got into office coffee out of college. So I started, um, soliciting these businesses in these buildings for, um, coffee services. And so I, I went into the millennium tower. This was maybe back in 2013 and I'm taking a measurement for this coffee machine and where I'm going to put this coffee machine. So I'm in their kitchen 
And I walk out of this kitchen and there's Joe freaking Montana. Oh, wow. And I literally like, if I saw Lady Gaga, I'd be like, that's cool. But, I, you know, I mean, like, I not like Lady Gaga, but I was, I, I don't know. I want to be starstruck. You know, I was totally starstruck that it was, I saw Joe Montana. And uh, so that was the Millennium Tower. A couple months after that, it was reported that it was leaning. The tower was leaning 16 inches on one side. It's just like, wow. And then they built the Salesforce Tower across the street somehow. But I remember thinking, um, I remember thinking, I was like, wow, how do you, how do you do that? I mean, these condos, they're buying for like millions of dollars. And so then they, uh, oh, we got another call. We got another call. All right. Take this. Hopefully it's not buzzy. Muty Radio. Who's the lucky winner? Oh, wow. Is this who I think it is? This is Guinevere Q. It's Guinevere Q. No way. Are you kidding me? I can't believe it. No big, big berry deal. No big fucking deal. Okay, yeah. We're, we're an underground radio station, so we could say that. We're not NPR. So I always like to tell everyone before they come on the show, it's like, you know, you could really go crazy if you want to. But uh, th this is Guinevere Q. She was actually the... Uh, the bass player in that song that we had played early, oh, earlier today. Hey, Luann. Hi. Jason Young's son and Guinevere Q. Wow. That, that band, uh, yeah. Thank you for playing our music. I, that trapezoid, I'm thinking, you know, Luann is a ballerina. I mean, a lot of other things too, but I could see like just dancing to that song. Maybe... Actually, I did see that. I saw Jason dance to this at an open mic. <laughs> it was some burlesque. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, somebody's like, wow. I, I, I think. I, I went to, I think. Uh, that was pre-COVID, man. That yeah, was, before the, yeah, before the quarantine. Yeah. Woo, that was fun. <sighs> yeah, no, dancing is great. I love, I love ballet. I love modern dance, especially. We got um, an opportunity to play with some dancers before. Um, Christine Talley of Mission Dance is a really cool class that she's going to be resuming um, post-pandemic on modern dance and has a history of ballet. Really pretty cool. That is fun. I mean, music is made for dancing, huh? I know oh, so that you guys came up with it. What was the, yeah, the music sounds, yeah. I, I always, you know, I've, I've been blaring this, um, this album for like, a year. The first time I saw it, when I saw the Trapezoid song, I just can't get over it. Yeah. We got a new record coming out very soon. It's called Bed Cat. You said Bed Cat. Bed Cat. Bed Cat. Bed Cat. We've been Bed Cat for the last year. Yeah. And we got a cat. Yeah, this pandemic made us Bed Cat. And he's currently on our bed. That cat is on the bed. That handsome he's cat. He's embedded <laughs> in our bed. <laughs> yeah wow I want to promote something that's not our own music I love our music and thank you for playing it but I want to promote something else okay yeah totally okay our friend Morgan Zito you know him he's a musician in San Francisco and if you, yeah if you don't you will you will um, he yeah. is the host of SFDAF San Francisco gives a fuck it's a, he's doing a drive <laughs> for the homeless and it's this weekend and they're accepting donations they're going to hand them out on Sunday um, so if you know anyone or if you yourself or anyone listen, listen up. I'm going to read his list now, okay? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Shoot. Okay, here's the list of things they need for the homeless donation this Sunday. 
prepared hot food, baked goods, snacks, drinks, bottled or canned. I, I heard um, I heard on the radio that on KQED that um, a lot of homeless people don't have access to clean water with their water fountains being down. So water would be great. Uh, canned food, socks, undergarments, jackets, hoodies, tents, pants, tarps, sleeping bags, masks, blankets, sheets, pillows, soap, conditioner, shampoo, lotion, deodorant, toothpaste, gloss, masks. Hand sanitizer, sanitary wipes, menstrual products, flashlights, batteries, backpacks, and reusable water bottles. Okay, thank you so much. So if anyone has those items, yeah. please um, So where back. is this? I want to make sure that everyone listens to it. And I'm looking at these springtime truffles, and it's just so tempting. I'm sitting back here with Luann and Pam. I'm just like, I want to eat this right now. I'm like, yeah. Uh, so I'll make sure I get these expedited to you. But where is this homeless giveaway? Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, I'll definitely make a post about it. Thanks for calling in, and yeah, thanks for the sweet tunes. Music. I really yeah. appreciate it. Hey, you folks, if you want to check out our tunes, it's sunk, S-U-N-Q, dot bandcamp.com, or you can check us out on Spotify, Pandora, et cetera, iTunes, yada, yada, yada. But uh, we do appreciate Bandcamp, if you are so inclined, keeping the music alive here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Lots of love. Shout out to the ballerina. <laughs> yeah thanks for calling in i'll make sure to expedite these uh truffles to you guys and then i'm sure you could share it with the uh, the people downtown oh yeah that'd be awesome all right um, i'll catch you guys soon i'll see you down. all right so funny <laughs> awesome yeah so wow that was a nice surprise yeah that is uh, sunk. I don't know. This this uh, the the first record. So the record that came out two years ago was like music for moving, and so they use a lot of um, like noise, like natural noises, like frogs and and waterfalls, and that kind of thing. They call it like ambient. Um, I thought it would be fun to like record in like a muni or like a bus, like stopping and like putting that into a song. I thought that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, with, with dancing, is there, like, a particular genre that you guys would dance to in ballet? Or? Well, for ballet, it was always classical music. Um, they did want us to have, like, training in other forms of dance just because ballet is so technical and there's, like, you know, very um, specific, like, poses that you do. Whereas, you know, like they wanted us to have experience with modern dance as well. And um, and also we did like character dance and even some musical theater and acting because that's all stuff that kind of goes into a ballet performance. 
And then with the modern dance, it's just more free form. So they wanted us to be like well balanced and be able to do both. Yeah, so I'm just trying to get a visual here with um, the dancing and classical music. I um I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Frederick Chopin. Yeah. That's my weak spot. That's one of my very many. Oh, maybe not, I don't have too many weak spots actually. But uh, says the Candyman. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I feel like you know with podcasting that's really fun too because you have this really serious like classical thing. It's like so serious, and then you're saying something sarcastic over the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> Just like it's great. Um. I like the, you know, with a, so you've danced to Chopin. Before. Yes, I have. <laughs> well, that makes me want to play some Chopin. I think we will. We'll play some Chopin. Um, so, yeah, you wouldn't, you're, you're doing the professional thing. I feel like I kind of went through that too. I mean, well, Pam, you know, sitting back here in the, the booth here, she went to school for poetry, got like a master's in poetry. And um, I feel like it, it makes sense. I, I went to school for music. Then I um, got into coffee distribution when I was, because I, I knew it was sustainable. I was like, oh, you know, like I wanted to meld it to something that was sustainable. And uh, yeah, I mean, that it's like you got to, you got to live. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, um, the ballet thing, I was just like, I'm trying to think of someone like a famous ballet dancer. I can't. I can't think of anyone. Martha, Martha Graham. Sure. Was it Martha Graham? Martha Graham. Martha Graham. Well, I guess nice. she's more modern, right? She's more modern. Did you have any kind of inspiration or somebody that inspired you? As yeah, um, I really like some of the Russian ballet dancers like Svetlana Zakharova, um, and I actually got to see her live once, which was really amazing, um, and then even like locally at San Francisco Ballet. There's a lot of really great international dancers there. And, um, you know, like Maria Kochakova and uh, some of those dancers, like I pretty much would go and watch their performances as kids and just kind of dream to be like them one day. <sighs> that is the dream. I feel like I'm in that dream right now. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, yeah. I know that that feeling is just uh, being inspired. I mean, for me, six years old, Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix and John Lennon are like my biggest like influences as a person, as an artist. And uh, to look back, you know, 20 something years later, be like, wow, like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like this could be a professional, but then to have your own thing too, I feel like you're like, almost like a superhero. <laughs> like you have your professional life, then you have your ballet life, and maybe there's a place where they meet in between. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, you know, like I said, because I had been doing ballet for so long, that was such a huge part of my identity. But then after I left the school, it was like, well, what other things can you do now to like make that a part of your new identity that you're trying to create? Like, yes, I'll always be that ballet dancer, but at the same time, you know, I can't just, I can't really tell people like, oh yeah, I do ballet now because I've taken a break from it. Um, but I've started to like explore other forms of dancing too, which honestly like 
bring back that same sort of passion that I felt when I was dancing before. So what other kinds of dancing have you gotten into? So right before the pandemic, I got into pole dancing. Yeah. Um, it, I almost got a pole. Actually, I was thinking about that. <laughs> oh, really? I really want a home pole as well. But um, it actually wasn't really something that was on my radar before. Um, I had been training with like a personal trainer and she started taking pole dancing classes and she knew like with my dance background that it might be something I'd be interested in. And she was like, you should come join me one day. Like this will actually be really good supplemental training for you because there's like a lot of upper body and core involved. And I had always wanted to have stronger arms because like with ballet, we have really strong feet to be able to like stand in point shoes for hours and dance on our toes. And um, you need strong legs and core as well, but there's not really like so much upper body strength required for female ballet dancers at least. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, so the pole dancing, gosh, you gotta be just a savage to do that. Um, yeah, that sounds like it'd be really fun. I never, I never tried to dance on a pole, but it, it looks like it would be really fun. <laughs> it is really fun. Um, the thing I love about pole dancing is like there's so many styles of it. So there's a kind of more of like the style that looks like break dancing in a way, which I think is my personal favorite because you do have more like lively, upbeat music that you can do with that form. Um, there's also kind of like the slower, more sensual type of pole dancing. And you can really just, you know, pick your style and pick your type of music that goes with like your personality and um, just the way you want to express yourself. It makes me, um, so I, <laughs> there was this place, so um, it was a brew, I don't know, I mean, I mean, I guess, what, what do they call the technical term, like, if you're a pole dancer? I think they just say you're a pole dancer. Pole dancer. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I, uh, there was this uh, place, it was funny, you know, because I was in L.A., I don't know, have you, you know, spent much time in L.A.? I've been to L.A., um, I think, like, once or twice. And so it was really, um, it was funny. So somebody had recommended this place and it was called Jumbo Clown. And so I'm, um, you know, I was hanging out with, you know, a girl, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and somebody just recommended it. Like I thought it was a bar. And so I walk into this place and it was a burlesque thing, which was totally cool, but it, you know, it wasn't what I was expecting. And the... <laughs> It was pretty fun. I mean, that's a cool spot to check out. If I knew what I was getting myself to, maybe I would have been a little bit prepared. But I was like, I walked in. I was like, oh, wow. I just brought someone to like a burlesque club. And I was like, it was really fun. But I, I think it maybe gave them the wrong idea. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it was really, really cool. And so um, I, I really do think it would be fun to have a pole at like here at Mutiny or... Um, in general like to have one at your place because I feel like that's I mean where you could get the most practice done yeah definitely um I think especially during the pandemic because studios have been closed I definitely wanted to get a home pole as well because um you know you can really just practice and I feel like sometimes when you're just by yourself in a room you can feel a lot more free to 
like do what you want or like try different things or experiment with different music. Um, it's not quite the same sometimes having to share a studio with other people, especially if you're still kind of new to it, you know, and you're looking at everybody else like, oh, they're doing all these really cool tricks on the pole, but I kind of still have to build up the strength to even get up on the pole. So, yeah. or like, I don't even really know what to do yet. So, <laughs> but you, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I had never thought about it before, but I mean, you really kind of, I guess, do need that upper um, body strength. So there is actually somebody calling uh, in right now. Maybe it just stopped. Oh, there it is. I'm going to, we'll take this. I'm not sure who it is, but we have one more thing of candies to give away. Mini Radio FM. <laughs> there we go. I think I barely missed them. We do still have uh, one box of candies to give away here at 415-550-0511. We're sitting back, I'm sitting back here in the box with Luann here, dancer and professional. Very cool. And you got me thinking about Frederick Chopin, so now I, I feel like I have to play some Frederick Chopin for everyone. You imagine doing some ballet to some uh, Frederick Chopin. I mean, I maybe I always kind of thought that, that that's what was happening. Fam, who we got on the phone? Hello? Hello? Hi, you just want a box of candies. Who is this? Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> my name is Crystal. Crystal. Oh my gosh. Are you are you gonna be by the um, open mic or the um, the comedy tonight at six o'clock? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, the pool thing is going to happen to be honest with you earlier this week. And it's funny that, you know, um, have you, and I'm able to tell everyone, all the listeners out there as well, um, is that I thought about it getting a pool for mutiny, but I, I want to make sure it's safe. <laughs> you know, I don't want to like, like get it. And then like somebody be up the top of the pole and then it like timber down. Brand. <laughs> yeah, we got a little pirate. Embrace full chaos here. Every every man for themselves. The mutiny. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like a pirate thing going on here. Great, yeah, well. Pirate pole. Yeah, so um, we got an Irish potato for you, and so uh, you know, I'll make sure to to have it here at the station uh, with your name on it, and um, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'll I'll 
have to figure out how to celebrate. Yeah. By getting an Irish potato. Irish potato and maybe some Irish coffee to go along with it. I don't know. I actually personally had one of these Irish potatoes myself, just by myself. And I felt like I had a sugar overdose. <laughs> so it might be good to split with someone. Just saying. <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll keep that in mind. Wait, how big is an Irish potato? I don't know if I've ever seen one. It's like a... Um, <laughs> it's like a... Th- like three... <laughs> three inches lengthwise it's really thick it's got this cinnamon cover to it it's um it's coated in milk chocolate with cocoa and cinnamon and it's um it's three inches lengthwise and it's about two inches thick and so i i don't think i'll have any problem handling that myself but i am a good sharer (laughs) awesome crystal well thanks for uh calling in and yeah i got these candies for you at the box yeah all right, I'll see ya. Bye. Now we're back with Frederick Chopin here. Luann in the studio. I feel like you can almost just talk over this. It's so peaceful. So um, was there a particular Frederick Chopin song that you you were particularly fond of? Not off the top of my head. Honestly, I've danced to like so many different classical pieces over the years that sometimes they do kind of start to blend together a little bit. Um, one of my favorite pieces, though, is called Waltz of the Night. Um, That's right. I can't remember exactly who uh, who the, the artist was for that. Yeah, Waltz of the Night, that sounds really familiar. Um but I like those really like epic, dramatic-sounding pieces, so that's one of those ones. Yeah, Julie Delpy. Yeah. No, I remember it having like a Russian name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um. So I just think it, you know, it's cool with um, classical music. So since there's no lyrics, it's like, how did they come up with a name? You know, how did they even come up with a name? And so, how do you remember it? So with um a couple of these only like noct- nocturne like there's a, maybe only a, a handful of like these classical songs that you hear and you know the name because it's just well if it's saying like I want to rock and roll like if it's some if it's a lyrically like that then you could look it up online but in, you know you're looking up something and it's like oh what, how do you remember it you know yeah I think I more so remember it just by like the tune when I hear it I'm like oh, okay it's this song but um. I, I honestly couldn't really tell you a lot of the names of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, it's so peaceful. It's so peaceful. I think, you know, pairing this classical music into to dancing and thinking about how long dance has been around for, and it's kind of timeless. It's like you're kind of in this time capsule. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you see, like, the more modern iterations sometimes of, um, you know, like, there's a lot of choreographers nowadays that are doing ballet pieces and putting it with more, like, contemporary music and um, getting a little bit more creative with it and kind of going outside of that classical, traditional classical music. So I think it's always really cool to see those, like, new experiments that people are coming out with. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, fusion. 
definitely. <laughs> so um, you'd mentioned something about you know being a ballerina and ha- like that's you have really strong legs. Maybe even with the pole dancing. So you said so with the male ballerinas, do they do they? How does that work? Is it different? Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, so there is a little bit more emphasis on like upper body strength for male ballerinas because a lot of what they do is lifting the female dancer or um, assisting with like, you know, turns and stuff. So they do need to be able to hold up the body weight of another person. Um they also do need to have strong legs. I mean, if you look at any male ballet dance dancer, they have very like muscular legs and strong core as well. So I would say, you know, you definitely get like a full body workout in general as a ballet dancer. Um, but there isn't like so much in terms of, there isn't a, like so much of an upper body strength emphasis for female ballet dancers. As long as you can like hold your arms in like the right, positions and stuff because I used to always have like these really long lanky arms and so my uh one of my ballet teachers would always kind of like gently like smack my arm and say your arms look like uncooked noodles or cooked noodles because <laughs> they were just like flopping all over the place so yeah that's and then she would um give me corrections and stuff the ballerina pose <laughs> yeah the, uh, so I'm curious, have you ever tried dancing with rollerblades or ice skates? I actually haven't. Um, I did used to like rollerblade back in the day, but I'd never really like, I'd never really like connected it with dancing so much, I guess. Cause at the time, like I uh, love watching the Olympics and stuff and I would kind of pretend like I was one of those speed skaters. I yes. think that part actually appealed to me more than like the figure skating, which is kind of more dancey. Yeah. That is, uh, that's, that's great. I mean, the, so in, in Golden Gate Park, I don't, I mean, there's just places by the, you know, alternative, uh, garnet gardens. Like they have a DJ that's there during the daytime and they have people on rollerblades and they're like skating around and dancing it looks like a lot of fun. It makes me want to get some rollerblades. I remember I did some some rollerblading in my and when I was younger as well, just interpreting that with dance. You know what I have been seeing actually is pole dancers doing um, using rollerblades and making choreography pole dancing, and I think that would be really fun to try. I can visualize that right now. Someone you know with rollerblades or roller skates on on a stage with a pole skating around swinging around that sounds like it would be so fun i don't think i've actually ever seen that before yeah it's um not something i would have imagined but you know with like social media nowadays you do get connected to a lot of artists and stuff and so i've been looking around at a lot of um pole dancers instagram pages and that's one thing that i saw like a lot of them were starting to do and there was actually one pole dancer that was at like a park and she was kind of playing around with like the structures at the park and um, roller skating around those while also like doing pole. So that was really interesting to see. It was definitely different. That's like combining so many different talents. I'm not going to lie when I had seen, you know, someone I'd see this pole dancing and 
seen everything. I was like, gosh, I wonder if you could like play guitar or <laughs> maybe not. You'd have to, you know, I don't know. I can't imagine. There's well, just so much, there's so many opera, there's, you could do so much, I feel like. During the pandemic, there was actually like a trend that was going around Instagram for pole dancers. So um, the it was kind of like, you know, since we're all just at home with nothing to do, um, some of the pole dancers were getting onto their home poles and making these compilations where they were doing like very, like day, everyday tasks on the pole in different positions. So, you know, you might have one that was like hanging upside down, reading a book, spinning on the pole, or one that was doing like a leg hook on the pole and sipping her morning coffee or something like yes. that. So, um, or like another one that was doing like, you know, their Zoom work from home typing on a laptop while they were spinning on the pole. That's great. I feel like, yeah, you could do anything spinning on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's endless. It's such a talent. I feel feel like to be able to, to do that. I, I'm not, I'm actually being serious here. I don't know. So you're talking about the whole visual and everything. So with the, the, you know, what you feel like with the, the music and how it kind of fits your style. And so I uh, I kind of merited in the idea of being on a beach somewhere and just like imagine myself like being there on the beach. And so when I had, um, you know, with the, the guitar and like with dancing and with everything, I, I felt like I kind of just imagined that I was there. And that's what I feel like what you're saying with a pole and having your cup of coffee and being on a pole and like doing the Zoom on a pole. Um, and I feel that way. I kind of married it in, in a way in a sense of being on a beach somewhere. And so, you know, with this whole pandemic, I, uh, so I, we, we've been, um, shooting these, uh, bands on a rooftop and so I have this tiki, uh, bar. And so, um, actually one of these, uh, bands that I had to call in the show, they came and did a, you know, a set during the pandemic. Cause it was like, once we were three months in, it was like, what's going on? You know, um, March 16th last year, everyone thought it was going to be like three weeks and it was three months go by. So I was like, Oh, come over. And so they had set up everything on my tiki bar. Cause I have a stage as well, which I'm thinking the pole maybe, but, um, with the, uh, with the tiki bar, they set up on the tiki bar at one point during their set, they had said, this is tiki desk concerts. And so that's how it all started it was like, I feel like this pandemic and, you know, with the poll and I mean, that's, it's great. I feel like I can just visualize doing everything from a poll. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Even maybe like giving your pot hosting the podcast. Yeah. From you, a poll or something. I literally, I didn't get a chance to, yeah, I know Pam would have been down, but, uh, like in here, like this is the flattest, safest place to put a pole, but I don't know if there's enough room. Probably not. You do need a lot of space for like your legs and stuff once you actually get on the pole. Yeah. So, so I had these uh, wireless mics. So with uh, Kelly, the nail executive, when she came through earlier, I was going to hook you guys up with wireless mics, but then they're like the frequency was, you know, so I had the other mic, but I was thinking, gosh, if you had a wireless mic, you could do it Britney Spears style. And you could be like, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. I'm sure that Britney's been on a pole at Probably. one point. Yeah. 
I think a lot of those um, song artists nowadays have been performing on polls more. Like during the Super Bowl performance, um, was that like two years ago or with uh, Shakira and Oh, J-Lo? yeah, and Jennifer Lopez, yeah. yeah. I think that was two, that might have been actually last year. I think it may have been last year, but it seems like forever because this pandemic, it's like, it seems like it's like been many years, but I'm, I think it was 2020. I think, I think it was 2020. I remember J-Lo and Shakira, the halftime show, people going crazy over it. Yeah, that was insane. And uh, it was really cool to see her on the pole as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's always doing it. Yeah, so um, I... uh kind of winding down to the end of the show i wanted to um i wanted to play back this um this tiny telephone booth record um here and um yeah i uh <laughs> i know i mean you're you're an art i feel like life's an art form it definitely is <laughs> and you're doing it yeah that's so cool yeah, you're a ballerina. I feel like I'm always ballerining somewhere in my imagination, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to play back this um, this record um, by local artist Johnny San Francisco, and this is a, a record called Go There Now. And so we're going to play it when, yeah, we're going to be hanging back, and we've got some Scotch Mollows in the box, going to be hanging out. And we've got some outdoor comedy here at 6 o'clock. And, um, yeah, tune on in there. Huh? Give it away, then. Irish potatoes. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Yeah, it's funny. I played this actually back before. There it goes, yeah.
Sitting back in the box here, getting ready for some outdoor comedy here at 6 o'clock. Yeah. Got Luann here. <laughs> and uh, Pam in the box. Some scotch mollas. And so we are really winding down here. This is pretty cool. This is a tiny um, telephone booth recording here.
Welcome to the Magnetic Magazine Ambient Meditations Podcast. I'm your host, David Ireland, and this is a weekly podcast where we bring you some of the best artists in electronic music, putting together short interviews about recent projects, and of course, a mix for our Ambient Meditation series. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode.
legends that breathe can with a dead body compare. In solemn delight I survey a corpse when the spirit has fled. In love with the beautiful clay and longing to lie in its stead. is our brother bereft of all that could birth in his mind. How easy the soul that has left this weary somebody behind. Of evil incapable thou whose relics within be I see.
all of that. Making that fade, y'all slinging that rap. Y'all me conoces, I'm down for my calle. Cypress ass, he a puro less madre. Y'all tu sabes, we don't play that shit. Any band that will get hit up quick. What's up, I say, what hood you claim? The throwing up and down like it ain't no thing. Hands in the air with the pinky rings. Soul assassins running everything. Do all you vatos, make sure you check this. In every barrio, I'm well respected.
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm just, uh, uh, let's do, uh, there we go. All right. This is on my end. I'm sure it's like, what? Yeah, we hear you just fine. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, it's uh, Bug Out Square. It's Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio on the corner of 21st in Florida in the beautiful Mission here in San Francisco. Uh, beautiful Mission where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. They changed the time on us. They did. They took an hour from us. They did. They've they've collected the data, and uh, a lot of people die uh, because of that. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Uh, heart attacks go up by like um, uh, a, a, a measurable amount that they wouldn't care to mention it. But hey, um, on a lighter note, <laughs> uh, yeah, how, how's uh, how are things? Uh, yeah, so I'm back at the house. Um, not that I'm uh, afraid of the the station. I just um, uh, I can't do it tomorrow. I got you know this is this this whole life thing, man. I'm just like working it out. That's all we can do, right? We can just like our best and trying to work it out that's what i'm doing um yeah uh not a bad week um got some things to be thankful for um although i'm supposed to be there's this jar you see and um supposed to put things you're thankful for in there um you know just the uh the text version and uh, I get there once in a while, but man, uh, not weekly. I forget about it. You know, sometimes you take things for granted. Uh, don't take things for granted. Um, no, man, Sean, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's I get rocked. I go from one thing to the next. Time I'm in here. I mean, I got I got the tech nailed down. But um, hold on. Uh, there's one thing I want to do. So I have to plug these things in. And that what that does is that now I can play stuff from um, my little uh, device and uh, for the uh, contributors. But before I do that, I'm going to um, grab the records that we just listened to. So every once in a while, I, uh, and it's not because I'm lazy or anything, uh, although I am, but not, I don't know, I have, uh, my laziness manifests itself in uh, different ways. Um, so this particular uh, set that we just listened to, um, as I pull records out, you know, I'm just kind of pulling them out, fishing through, and some of these I brought up from the cellar, like I was telling you earlier, and I throw them in, and, and um, sometimes I do it as an uh, experiment, like, and then I'll just, you know, I'll carry the records, and I set them down in no particular order, and then I'll just, like, all right, I'm just going to do the show in order that I laid these records down, and that's what I'm doing. 
Um, I, I like to do it because it, it um, I don't know. 